escape to the metaverse but act like you know yeah you are now tuned into the matthew and rizzle show yeah uh, escape to the metaverse better act like you know you are now tuned into the matthew and rizzle show yeah Listen to that Matt Cain Super Rare Spaces. Yesterday. I did, man. Seems like we got to talk about that, especially since it's timely and it'll drop tonight and everything. <laughs> yeah, that was that was interesting. That was super yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, well, we're also recording, so if we want to kind of just get right into it, because that's definitely the the topic of the day, the week. Hopefully, longer than that. Hopefully keeps people talking and people's memories <laughs> expand beyond like the one week um, buffer that folks normally have. So did you listen to the whole thing or like I came in probably a little over halfway through was listening. And then especially when Pindar jumped on the stage, that's I heard that as well. But then shortly after that. Um, I needed to bounce for another call, so I didn't get to listen to the final conclusion or anything like that. But I imagine it was just as spicy as what I was listening to, where Matt was unpacking the reason behind the contractual obligations released to to rare pass holders, digging at and critiquing what Super Rare has been doing, um, especially as it relates to how they were able to include artists and how they distributed funds and all that stuff to people involved, but also to like the meta of these weird passes that people purchase for like airdrop, monthly airdrops of art, whatever. Um, and then just expectations of collectors on artists, I guess. Like there's a whole lot that he was critiquing. And... I think it's an interesting performance piece in addition, because he definitely adopted this Andy Kaufman-esque approach because he also like name-dropped Andy Kaufman, <laughs> like referencing him. So I'm like, uh, I wish he wouldn't like directly reference that. Andy Kaufman never said he was Andy Kaufman. He just was Andy Kaufman. But then Pindar kind of put a voice to all the collectors that were just like, I bought a rare pass specifically so I could collect your art because your art is so unapproachable uh, on the secondary for the most part, either price-wise or just collectors not listing anything. And I don't know if Pindar is in on the act. <laughs> There's like conspiracy theories on that. But Pindar and my interactions with him has been very straight up and doesn't seem to be one to feign anger or disappointment, which he very, very visibly was yesterday. Um, and had also called out a, the fact that Matt Cain, for the critique that Matt Cain levied at Super Rare, is maybe not always being the best at promoting art on the platform, et cetera, et cetera. Pindar was like, Matt, you've been like the poster child of what it looks like to be promoted and have collections contextualized by the Super Rare team over and above everything else that's happened there. So it was a, an interesting full-bodied experience uh, as an outsider, as a non-rare art pass holder, but as a, a Matt Cain collector. Curious your take. So 
So help me out with some context, man, because I, I am a bit on the outside. I'm generally a fan of Super Rare. Uh, I do believe they've done some things over the course of the year that's like sort of contrary to their like original mantra or whatever. But none of it has been like so egregious to have like it se- what seems like to me I've like really lost the support of like the larger community and everything. So the, the way these rare passes work is you basically you pass and then you're guaranteed to get a, a drip of dope art from dope artists as time goes on. Is that basically how it works? Yeah. So at the beginning of the year, they had that big rare pass sale, raised a ton of funds. And then any rare pass holder was entitled to like the monthly airdrops with like a okay. pretty yeah. crazy lineup of artists that they had organized throughout the year. Combination of one of one of 250 editions, like the, the art block style were. There's 250 total outputs. All of them are unique. So like Pindar van Armin, uh, Sarah Zucker, and a number of other artists participated in that. Then like there's folks like Sam Spratt that had like one of ones that were up for offer and were like rare pass holders were randomly selected for that. But yeah, it's like on a monthly basis and it's it was sold as a, an easier way to get exposure to some of the, the more popular artists and exciting artists. Uh, of recent times. Yeah. Uh, cool. And so I'm like, I said, man, I'm like, I'm generally, I'm like one of these people who's like generally priced out of Matt Cain. So, you know, most of these things are off my radar and, and some of these things I've missed like uh, gazers, which was not like out of my price range upon mint price and everything. And I, I yeah. assumed that I was. And uh, anyway, there's a lot of stories like that. So that's what I assumed. Uh, Everyone's what got a, a gazer story. <laughs> oh, dude. We won't go there. Uh, so, so anyway, man, I'm a fan of yeah, Matt yeah. I've, I've known, we've, we've all known Matt for a long time. And, and so that was the sense that I got when I was like listening to the Twitter spaces, which was just like all over the place and popped up on my radar. Brookhawk actually uh, was like, asked me what I thought about it and everything. And uh, so I was giving it a, a listen. And uh, I don't know, man, as, as like someone who is like a, a fan of like disruption in general, like, uh, I don't, and, and also, man, I, I feel like I have sort of an interesting like perspective on this that I didn't have like a year ago since I'm like been sort of dabbling in the art scene. Right. And I'm like not doing Matt Cain numbers, but uh, but people are scooping up my additions and I've got my shit in like, a, you know, several hundred people's hands at this point and released my own project and everything. So I have like some insight into the concept or, or the context of like how these collectors feel, man. And I'm just like, damn, dude, it's like got to be really frustrating to be an artist and not have the freedom to just release like whatever the fuck you want, because, because that's sort of what I've been doing and, and like this whole time. And I think I've, I benefit from not having Matt Kane type of expectations revolving like price and everything. You know, I'm dropping a lot of my shit on, on zero one and yeah. people dig it. And I've done like some manifold drops that, you know, for like, you know, pretty low entry points and everything. And so I, I think, I think expectations are accordingly low uh, for my art, which, uh, which is fine. I don't consider myself someone as like Matt Cain's like caliber as an artist. Uh, but man, like the, the burden that comes with having established yourself as that, and then not liking something and just wanting to make a statement and that is your art surrounding that statement, whether you just whipped it up in 10 seconds or 10 years or, or whatever, like, 
Um, you know, I sort of uh, feel for that side of the argument because I'm like, uh, you know, I, I feel like that's very like it, it must feel I'm acting like I'm Matt Cain. Like it's very stifling as an artist, man. Nobody does this shit to me. But I'm like, shit, man, if I like put out something and and everyone was like, this is so much worse or so much lower effort or like whatever, whatever, whatever. And I'm just like, whatever, this is how I felt. This is the statement I wanted to make. And like, this is my art surrounding that, which is, I I think what he was generally getting at is, is my takeaway. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Uh, It's, it's gotta be tough, man. And, and that, I know there's a lot of that that goes on within the space uh, but to sort of like hear that and be able to frame it with like, wow, I'm sort of like in that, you know, I got a foot in that door as well, but don't have that kind of shit that like comes along with it and everything. And I'm like, man, it, it's just sort of crazy that that is a point where it gets to where like, and and Matt was like touching on some of that where you're like, uh, you know, subject to a lot of pressure by collectors and like outside influence on like every single thing you put out and like every single place and everything. And I'm like, shit, man, I'm glad I have no expectations on my shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the expectations is a huge point. And it seems like with this release, which again, Matt keeps saying is, is act one and it's like immutably written in the metadata as being act one. Like, I guess, cryptically referencing that there may be subsequent acts to come related to this. <laughs> Act two is Matt's second rage quit of like his next thing. He's like really the, the expectation part <laughs> and the way that Matt released it, how he released it, like what he used to release to create the work in the, the collection. He used that expectation as an element in the whole performance because he so seriously subverted those expectations and it's created this awkwardly weird and exciting moment around it, which I don't know, like art doesn't ever need to be exciting. It doesn't need to be anything other than whatever it actually is and what the artist originally intended. But when you subvert expectations like that, art gets really fucking exciting um, it, like for some in like a, an awkwardly frustrating way and others like a popcorn, like watching things burn way, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's fucking crazy. And there is a, some, I don't know who said it throughout or during the spaces, but some, it, it, it rings really true. And it's like a lot of people really love the idea of performance art until the performance art arrives <laughs> and then people are like, what the fuck is this? And they lose their shit. Or some people are like, Oh my goodness, this is a, a master master class in performance art, blah, blah, blah. And people get like all erudite or whatever, but it's all just, if you zoom out further and you just see all the sides. It's, it's just fucking exciting. We'll see. So I'll throw my conspiracy theory at you. And I, I say this with love and that I love Matt and, and, and all this. And, and, you know, that's, that's well out there. Uh, but, but I'm like, dude, this is, this is the benefit that Matt Cain has of being Matt Cain. Right. So let's just like put this in the context of like Matt Cain just like really didn't like what was going on with this project was like, fuck it. I'm just going to make some low effort, like AI art, put it out there and be done with this because fuck them. And that was all there is to it. But because he's Matt Cain, people are like, Oh, this is subversive performance art. This is some, this is, you know what I mean? And like all this shit gets like piled onto it where like, 
you know, you get like, uh, you know, average Joe out there doing something like this. And it's just gets sort of like washed up in the landscape of like every other AI art piece out there and everything. But uh, but this is, again, man, the, the context and like the weird effect that like your reputation and collectors have on this is like, you know, someone else puts out a low effort fuck you piece and nobody gives a shit. Uh, but Matt Cain does it for the exact same intention, the exact same reason. And then suddenly he's like the second coming of Andy Kaufman and some shit. And and maybe he is, man. But uh, but I, uh, I don't know, man. It I, I feel like. I, I feel like people are making a bigger deal out of it than is necessary. Then again, I don't have like, you know, a hundred K dumped into Matt Kane pieces and expecting like, you know, uh, animatronics every time to come out uh, either. So uh, it's, it's, it's weird, man. I, I feel like it's really weird when like th- this thing that like, you know, digital art and, and the internet and blockchain and the combination of all this shit that has enabled, uh, you know, collectors to slide into your DMs and be like, what the fuck are you doing in like real time? Like definitely adds an interesting, uh, you know, social dynamic to all this art that's being created. And, and you know, there's a lot of artists and we don't even have to name names, man. A lot of people have been in it for a long time. Like, uh, you know, I'm sure can conjure up, you know, some people they know, or, or we all know that, you know, have definitely, you know, sort of found their thing that works and, you know, their thing that their collectors like, and that is what they do now. They're, you know, you you can consider them an artist and they certainly are in like a lot of respects, but they're, they're churning out things for their collectors not necessarily like what started them in this. And, And then there's a lot of people who have like stayed really true to uh you know sort of experimentation and doing art that they like you know speaks to them and and uh, i feel like that doesn't work as well uh across the board like some people find success with that but it's it's just a really interesting dynamic when you got so much noise and so many voices and so many opinions in the room of something that inherently someone needs and should have like you know true creative liberty to make but then people are like yo my bags dude yeah i mean you you touched on the point of like a a more readily familiar style that some artists have and that collectors have have eaten up and obviously like has um hit the mark with collectors but like even with Matt Cain, like you zoom out and you dig into like his, his artistic journey, like the dude had been doing physicals previously, right? Like the, the Matt Cain, you know, today is an evolution that's taken like over a decade, right? And like from when he started to first put together his, his digital tools that he uses to, to make most of the art that we recognize as Matt Cain, like going back to, to one of us, to Bitcoin volatility, right place, right time, to gazers, right? But that's just like a snapshot of his artistic journey. The dude has been kind of going all over the place across different mediums. And that's, that's Matt Cain, that individual that's, that's constantly changing, evolving, right? It just... A lot of collectors just kind of got locked into the most recent couple of years of his artistic practice. And that's on collectors, too, for like not not understanding that or getting upset because there's a deviation. Right. Um, 
the mindset of collectors generally should be like for their own sanity, the open mind that they're, they're collecting art and they're patrons of art so that the artist can continue to be an artist and like whatever that means for the artist, like they got full fucking scope to do whatever they want to do. Right. And most collectors don't have that mindset for very understandable reasons, right? Like you like something you buy, like there's not a lot of thought some people put into what they collect outside of visually vibing with something. Uh, so it, it, this conversation opens up all these threads of like what it means to be a collector, like what is an optimal mindset, like what's suboptimal, blah, 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 blah. Um, but at the end of the day, and people were mentioning this in Twitter earlier too, it's like, well, at least we're talking about shit like this as opposed to like floor prices or like any other bullshit, right? This is conversation that no matter where you start and what you focus on to talk about, it always goes back to the art and the artist, which the more we can talk about this shit, the better. And you can see that something as seemingly like esoteric or mundane as this and the digital art side of things can just like take, the whole space over by storm and it's testament to the power of these sorts of conversations. And again, conversations that even in recent memory, Matt has been at the center of like going back to like, um, the, the whole royalty debate, like him and Sparrow and everyone on Sen and, and the digital arts side of things and all the marketplaces that came together to rally around the, the 10% standard. That was not a standard before and before like open C fuck shit up terribly like matt was at the center of that and was a loud leading voice there so again like he's very much like matt kane as of late as of old in my personal opinion in this approach here but yeah um (laughs) put a put a pin in that like i just the, the rare past that whole like meta is just i don't know had never been particularly a fan of um and i had seen like from the outside the rare pass itself is just like a fundraising vehicle to keep super rare afloat. Cause I mean, they had like another 50% layoff after a 50% layoff at the beginning of the year and like a resizing at the end of 2022 from what I remember. Um, and I thought that most artists were like, Oh, we're just going to participate in here so we can give back to super rare for everything that they've kind of provided us in terms of a platform and the history and legacy, blah, blah, blah. blah. But anyway, yeah, I dude, I, I kind of, so I agree, man, that this is like a better conversation to be had, but I, I also feel like it's rooted in floor prices because if, if it wasn't like at some level related to floor prices with some of these collectors, no one would give a shit that Matt just like didn't like this thing and we, we would just move on. Like, like similar to, you know, if I, if I made like a fuck you piece and I just dropped it on zero one and I, you know, I posted it and I'm like, Hey, fuck you. Like, I really didn't like this thing. And people would be like, Oh, that's it's Rizzle doesn't like this thing. And you know, everyone would just move on. But like, again, man, because there's no floor prices and no expectations, uh, you know, coming into it, you know, I, I feel like inherently this conversation is like sort of rooted in price, uh, because people, uh, and and maybe it's not, man. I mean, maybe these are all super fans of Matt Kane who are hoping for some like highly nuanced, uh, you know, thing of his that, you know, similar to ones that he's uh, put out lately, which which are obviously incredible. But but uh, I don't know, man, I, I like I like the Matt Kane fuck you piece, man. I feel like they don't they're, they're kind of rare, right? <laughs> like they, don't, they don't come out that much these days. And uh, 
and, and I, I've always liked that about Matt Cain, that he's uh, not afraid to rock the boat, which is uh, right along the line of uh, what you said, man. This, this is sort of like consistent with, uh, you know, him not sort of playing by people's rules or, you know, not being afraid to be the one to stand up and take a stance on something, whether whether you agree with him or not. Although I think the royalty situation, everyone was pretty much uh, aligned with. Um, so, uh, so yeah, man, I, you know, I, I, I like, I like it. I think as a non Matt Cain bag holder, <laughs> because I missed gazers. Although I think if I had a gazer, I still wouldn't give a shit. I would still be happy that I got a gazer. God damn it. Yeah. I mean, it's just exciting to be a part of the journey. Nonetheless, um, like it's awesome. Like I have a gazer, I have a, a snapshot of the right place, right time the Bitcoin volatility piece as well and physical. Um, and it's just, it's exciting to see Matt continue to be Matt like super authentically. And, and I don't like the level that he's at, like he is his own marketplace. He can go and release anywhere he wants. He could just build his own marketplace and release there for, for the rest of, of his life and totally be fine. And it's the weight of that that he kind of puts behind his art, whether it's just visual, digital, or performance. And it it makes waves. And it's really fucking cool to see that. And while not every artist has the same heft to make as big a waves, like artists have the ability to do that if they want to, if they're like so driven to, right? And I think that's exciting. Like that's just... You never know what's going to happen. It keeps everyone on their toes. Like ever, if everything was just status quo, always buttoned up, super professional, shirt and tie, like that's, that's not art that everyone likes. That's not art that's exciting. Like it's the people talking, right? So you, you need this from time to time, at least, if not all the time. Dude, a hundred percent, man. I feel like that's like a misconception that like people have where, you know, you're, you buy into an artist or artwork and there's going to be this like methodical, like, uh, you know, strategic release of stuff over time. That's going to, you know, build upon it and everything. And like, you know, you got to think, man, like not to make like a broad generalization, but I guess I am a little bit, but like (laughs) anyone who's like, devoted themselves to making a full-time living making art like is a inherently generally an inherently like risk-taking individual who doesn't play by conventional rules and uh again making a generalization but uh i feel like once you step into this territory you're sort of like along for the ride with the artist and you know you you take what you get and you like it or you don't but uh you know an artist is an artist and you got to let them sort of you know or or you got to sort of approach them with the understanding that you know you're appreciating them doing their thing when when you're buying their art and and that's what they're doing yeah, totally. And and just to be clear too, like it is cool. It is also okay. And like there are a lot of collectors that do appreciate the more kind of like uh, expectable, regular, like buttoned up yeah, professional approach. Yes, <laughs> not knocking that either because yeah. there's a there's a place for that as well. Yeah, it's it just it's cool that we're now seeing so many different flavors of artists emerge and be accepted and to be lauded. Right? It's I mean, and it's going to be polarizing. Like. I don't know who said this, but 
you really haven't truly made it until you have haters and people that are just like, that is so fucking not the right way or stupid or bad. Like that just continues to get people talking about you. And I'm just, it's so cool now that artists are empowered to be more authentically who they are in this whole space of so many different approaches that are showing themselves to be like viable, viable strategies to be an artist and to be a successful professional artist as well. So yeah, man. good times, good shit. Yeah, dude. I feel like artists are like the worst people to like, like, like openly critique, man. <laughs> like if you don't like their art, you shut the fuck up. Uh, and again, man, I'm just sort of like rattling off the top of my head, but I'm like, I think of someone like Stella Bell, man, you like, you cross her, uh, you know, she is very freely, independently herself and her artist and does yeah, whatever yeah. the fuck she wants. And if you have like, uh, you know, give her an earful uh, publicly, you're like liable to be the subject of her next piece. And I don't want to be that. Uh, <laughs> and like same thing with like, you know, eclectic method. Uh, you know, I know every now and again catches some flack for his samples and everything. And, you know, he he can like carve people up in like 30 seconds, man. Like there are just like some people like, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and, you know, Matt Cain, I, I don't think is uh, going to start making, you know, hater aid pieces uh, about his, uh, you know, his haters or anything. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just I feel very strongly, uh, you know, I, I guess along the lines, I, I, I'm sure Stella Bell's listening. She would co-sign that, uh, you know, these the people who are in the business of creating shit full time need creative liberty to forget and, and or to create. And, and I, I got to just imagine that every outside influence like that is just so stifling and. Uh, you know, um, and we've seen what a Matt Cain, given the freedom to do whatever he wants to do, produces. And 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 if you can't give people that type of environment, uh, and we've talked about zero one like a bunch of times, man. But I feel like that that's like a great platform that uh, just has given that ability to a lot of people, where you're just you know free to create, and there's not a lot of repercussions if shit doesn't go well but there's a lot of room for experimentation and a lot of like a lot of garbage has come out of it if, if you sift through the feed but the, there's a lot of like diamonds in the rough and like really cool things going on there and and i just feel like we we had so much of that like really early on and then i feel like the the walls closed in really fast but these just uh, you know, this culture of like an open playground for experimentation and and giving people the leash that they need to just build, create, you know, do things uh, unapologetically. Uh, you know, I feel like Matt is, is someone who's always like, uh, you know, probably identified with that mantra and that like vibe of the space. And uh, I don't know, feels like he was feeling walled in by this one. Yeah. You touched on zero one and like the feeling over there, which reminds me of uh, like Kick It New back in the day, Hen, where that same energy, that same spirit of like creating to create and like just pure, pure play, basically, which was also very similar to like early, early, super rare, like known origin days. It was like you could collect whatever you wanted at like basically free prices, slightly different from zero one. But I heard, um, a podcast the other day, I think it was on right click save an old one with die with the most likes. 
and that with the most likes came up on Hen, and he describes Hen back in the day as like the psycho- uh, psychedelic porta potty. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dumping yeah. like everyone's like taking shits everywhere it's fucking crazy though we're all tripping out right but the result of of that is like this really it. crazy creative compost right that like out of which artists emerge gets like inspired and like it, it creates this like secondary effect of really fucking cool um outputs whether that be artists or art or collectors getting stimulated in their own way right and it's it's having a place like that, like a destination for that sort of artistic outbursts um, or artistic creation, and just purely focus on the art. Yeah, getting yeah. rid of all the other secondary shit like pricing and blah 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 blah, which is important. <laughs> um, and it's just been cool to see that emerge, and so many artists and non-artists alike get in there and be forced to kind of put on the artist hat and delve down that path like we talked about before but yeah, yeah. Dude, you can throw scent into the mix too that had yeah. like similar vibes I, you know I, I feel like I, I honestly i've scrolled zero one a bunch of times and feel like man if you could just add comments and like some interesting tokenomics to this thing you basically have scent you, you know yeah in, in yeah, a lot yeah. Of ways. um and uh and and dude and and there's been like a few bastions you know like that of just you know creativity explosions over the years and I feel like you we feel it as a community when there's an absence of that and then like something will inevitably spring up and everyone flocks to that for its like moment in the spotlight and that's why I was like when we first started talking about zero one I was like please for the love of God don't fuck this up like you got such a great thing going here and it, and it's so. Uh, the you know additional was was another one like early early on you know where you got these platforms or you know creative outlets that just spring up and you know it just pops off and it's a lot of the a lot of the same crowd you know plus plus a few more like over the years that flock to these things but that that core community seems to like continue to bounce around to these uh you know out, these creative outlets and everything and they're they're just so important man and, and i and i feel like otherwise we get like really like walled in and like log jammed by you know a lot of you know the sort of outside influences and parameters that get like uh, you know put on people when they're when there's so much money involved man when you know i i think in in a lot of ways you know sort of bring this back to matt kane like you know this he's sort of a victim of his own success in this capacity because i think you know you were saying he made the you know traditional art before this which i was not aware of actually i would love to see some of his traditional art uh but you know whether it's art or anything you know you become like this successful and then like all these fucking expectations start piled on to you for you know every single move you make and the thing you do next and i i don't really know how you backtrack from that or walk that back without uh, you know sort of of it exploding and starting over with your you know your core fans that have stuck with you throughout or or whatever because i i just feel like you know there's only there's so much ex, so many expectations that are sustainable until like you know people get pissed and the dominoes start to fall uh, above uh, on like the the speculator side of things yeah it's it's interesting it's interesting man no, this is all fascinating. 
I love that we're back to this, though, man. You, you had mentioned this, and uh, you know, we could probably tie everything back to floor prices at, at some point. But I, I feel like th- this is like reminiscent of like early on crypto art conversations that that we were having um, back in the day. So uh, it's cool that everyone else is left, and we're back to talking about art. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. And honestly, I mean, it reminds me a little bit like um, what you're talking about, like hoping that zero one doesn't fuck it up right that the hat being that digital destination for something super specific i feel like the whip is like in that in that same spirit yeah. like this digital destination where folks can just come every thursday at 12 p.m pacific and like know that they're gonna have like a little bit of weird fun and like hear hear some new speakers talk about some cool crazy shit hopefully and then these days get involved in like fun little virtual metaverse game or something like that like being consistent in and being that sort of reliable digital destination is like one of the most important things that folks can do just to to help build momentum and build some sort of audience or something like that and just be a cool place to to hang out on the internet no dude right on man i feel like the whip doesn't fit the mold in terms of like you know these different platforms we're talking about but definitely deserves to be in that conversation uh, especially with the longevity, <laughs> having eclipsed like literally all of them uh, at, at this point. But uh, but yeah, man, I, I feel like it's cultivated a lot of the same a lot of the same community that ends up in these various places, uh, but also that you know same spirit of uh, you know uh, creativity and experimentation and everything. And and I feel like it's starting to uh, get its due a little bit, man. We've really seen, uh, you know, attendance start to ramp up over the past, like, few months or so. Even in this, like, market, everything, it seems like the market goes down and our attendance goes up. Uh, and a lot of, like, familiar faces that, uh, you know, are starting to come back at a more regular clip. A lot of new people who, like, don't know what the fuck is going on and, like, are naked and shit. And we've got to, like you know, do some hand holding, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's really great to see, man. And I think you're dead on throwing that into the lump of these, like, you, you know, uh, entities, I guess we can call them that have, have sort of captured that spirit. Excited for another whip this week too. Um, curious what the, the, what is it? Slingshot Dow folks are going to be talking about. And then who, who's the other guest that we have? We got we got Skaz One who uh, works with Jigger, who you had on the whip before, master master voxel builder, and uh, yeah, I won't give away too much. I, I don't know how much is actually like uh, public information, but we got a field trip coming up, uh, some incredible voxel builds, a music video, uh, and uh, we're gonna learn a little bit about what they've been cooking up over there. Uh, but I think uh, I think it's gonna be something that everyone appreciates. So. Uh, no, another banger, man. No, more gifts from Fabiano and Patricia, you know, the whole deal. Nice. Love, love these field trips. Last week, the Meta, uh, Metageist oh my field God. trip. Dude, like looking at all his virtual sculptures in monster trucks, like on an art tour, like so many people commented like in public on Twitter and then reached out in DMs like, holy shit, like that was so fucking fun. That was so cool. Like it gave me so many ideas of what to do now. Blah, blah, blah. It's People, people are really having their eyes opened to like what's possible now, like what's easily possible. Like the toolkit that these virtual worlds like HyperFi and OnCyber are giving builders and creators and artists is just 
so much more powerful than it's ever been. And to create these experiences, I'm excited to see what's going to happen like five months from now, let alone five years. Oh, dude, I feel like, and I was, I was just, I was riding on the back of the code trip truck (laughs) at the whip. (laughs) Steno was riding on the hood. A ballistic banana was on there. A couple other people uh, who I managed to find on Twitter, but I can't conjure them up off the top of my head, man. But, you know, I'm just thinking like, this is so much of everything that we've wanted it to be, right? Like we're yeah. we're on like this this truck that we're on is built by code. It's a three D asset that's on the blockchain, right? You can fucking own it. Same with the world that we're in. All of these GLBs are created by an artist. You can purchase them. You can interact with them. Uh, and we're finally seeing like all of the digital asset like overlap with the metaverse, you know, component come together in a way that is actually, that doesn't suck. Right. Like we, we, we had all the pieces for so long, but it just wasn't like that fun, like beyond like really getting creative with the experiences, which I think we've, we've done a great job with over the years, but, uh, but man, I'm like, you know, just, just riding on the back of this truck with a bunch of people. And then it's like, get, get back on the truck. We're going to the next thing. And then, you know, you turn around, there's like, you know, six monster trucks following you with like a whole bunch of people piled on. And I saw like nine over zero post something on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to try and manifest this. And, and he's like, you know, maybe we need a party bus or something like that. And I'm like, Oh my God, fuck. Yes. We need a party bus. We sort of did that in, uh, uh, the spot, uh, Voxvian spot uh, a few weeks ago that had like, yeah. somewhat of a party bus. Uh, and so I'm like, dude, this, uh, it's just so fun. And, and just seeing everyone just sort of like touring around from Metageist's thing while he's going on with all these fucking weird stories about these creatures that he's created and all the things that they're going to do. I'm like, uh, I, it was just, it was so fun, man. I like literally, you know, there were moments where I, you know, almost completely forgot I was hosting the whip and was just like completely immersed in the yeah. experience and everything. And uh, yep. I'm like, dude, this, this is what it's all about, man. Amen, man. Amen. <laughs> that's uh that's probably a perfect place to wrap up then. Yes. Good. Let's do it again this week. Hell yeah, man. More, well, I'll see fun. you tomorrow in the metaverse. Yeah. yeah. Good shit, dude. All right. I'll see you at the whip tomorrow. Peace, dude. There we go.